What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Prepper Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pritchard. And I know I've been absent for a while. I just, to be honest, I just haven't really been feeling like making podcast episodes. You know, I've we've been kind of trying to find good, good nursing contracts and things like that amidst all the coronavirus, you know, outbreak and um, just ha- kind of having some troubles with that. But you know, I was I was listening to a podcast earlier and. They just they keep referencing all these different things that you can get, you know, for prep and stuff like that. And you know, to me, to 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 begin with, this podcast today is probably just going to be a random podcast about how I feel about prepping, and it's going to cover probably a bunch of various topics. And I know I'm going to be all over the place, and I apologize. Um, but I don't know any other way to get this out. But anyway, I listen to these podcasts and they just always talking about, you know, all of these different products and things that you can buy and different kits. The way that I feel about the different kits, to me, if you're in a bind, you know something is happening, you know you need to get it. Just for instance, you're down south and there's hurricanes that are coming in the next week or so. You know, you may not have enough time to do research and all this other stuff, so you may go grab some MREs, you might go grab uh, some, you know, ready-made meal kits that are, you know, at your local Walmart or whatever, and you're going to pay a premium for that. But if you're if you're able to sit back, you know, and just kind of take it at your own pace, then, you know, by all means, you know, sit down and divide everything out and make your own kits. Uh, I think I made an episode, it's been a while back, it's probably been like four or five months ago, that uh, I found one of these, you know, big name companies that made, uh, you know, the big buckets of food and things like that, and they were selling it for, I, I can't remember, you know, 80 or $100, and uh, I just, I thought there's just no way that this stuff costs that much, you know, it's, there's, there's gotta be a cheaper way. So I, I wrote down everything that they had in the bucket and said, well, I need to buy a bucket as well. And I think I ended up saying that all of it probably wouldn't fit in one bucket. I'm gonna have to buy a second bucket, but still, even with the second bucket, I think I was up to 30 or $40 total cost when they were charging, like I said, 80 to 100. So I could get it half off. It would just take me a little bit. But in the long run, if you think about it, and you buy all the Maxwell House, and you buy all the dehydrated foods that everybody else makes, and, you know, you don't do it yourself, you know, it could be a ton of money wasted. Uh, As I said, if, (coughs) if something is coming, and you don't have a choice, you want to go ahead and get some stuff, get it stocked up, by all means, buy that stuff. Spend a little extra money, you know, if you don't have the time, or if you've got more money than you know what to do with, and you don't feel like messing around, you just want to buy the stuff, put it on the shelf, go right ahead. Nobody's going to say anything to you about it. But I just feel like prepping is a way to save money first. And then secondly, it's a way, and something happens, you're prepared. 
I firmly believe everything that you prep, you should already eat. You should already have it into your rotation. And then when you buy things to prep, you should rotate them out to keep them fresh. I know a lot of people that they buy these big 50-pound bags of beans and they buy rice and, you know, all this other stuff. And I'm guilty of that as well. I bought that too. But it's kind of hard to rotate those out. Now, they're not that expensive. Um, but as I've said, I know that there's some people that can't afford to go out and buy, you know, 50 pounds of rice, 50 pounds of beans or something like that. It's kind of throwing money away. So what I've always said is if you eat beans and rice already, you know, maybe just buy an extra two pounds of rice, you know, buy an extra two pounds of beans, you know, here and there, you know, and just little bits and pieces and store it properly, you know. Um, if you have a freezer, you have some space in the freezer, put in the freezer for a few days to kill off any bugs or anything that's in it. You know, and you put it back in the cabinet or you could, you know, put it in the airtight bucket or, you know, whatever you want to do. But at first, you know, if you just start off with just having a little bit extra in the cabinet, I mean, it's better than nothing. If something happens, at least you have some foods. Now, another thing I'd recommend is just buying some canned foods, buying some normal size canned foods. You don't have to buy big number 10 cans or anything like that. Just buy some canned foods. And I know a lot of people, they shy away from that. They don't, they don't think about, you know, buying canned foods. They want everything fresh. They want everything to be the best that they can be. They don't want them to high sodium, but you can buy low sodium versions of canned foods. You can buy fruits. You can buy meat you can buy various different things now i will also say this make sure that you will eat whatever you buy in the cans i bought chili which i eat chili i have no problems eating chili i bought ground beef in the can so i tried it i didn't like the way it smelled um, i think i could eat it if i was in a bind but I don't think that's something that I'm going to buy in the cans anymore. And I think it's important to do that because I don't know for a fact that there's going to be just a disaster that strikes and you're going to have what you have and that's it. But you want to be able to eat whatever you have. It may not be the best tasting thing. It may not be the steak that you're normally used to eating and now you're eating beef ravioli, but at least be able to eat it, you know. Most things in the cans, if not all things, are already cooked. You can eat them directly out of the can. So that's going to be one good thing. Uh, but if it's something that you need to cook, you need to have you know, with you, it's good to buy a few things just to you know, keep on hand. You know, with me, I have a camper. So I have two 30-pound propane tanks you know, at my discretion at any given time. Now, they're not going to last forever. But if push comes to shove and I need some way to cook, I've got the propane, and I can at least cook. If there's nothing nothing else that I can do, I can at least cook. Uh, you know, extra clothing as well. Even if you buy some cheap clothing, at least you'll have something. And you can, you can use it for different things. You know, as I've said before, you know, we don't really think about, or, or mainly people think about they're just living off the land and they're having to tear apart their clothes and sew it together to make blankets, sew it together to make hammocks and stuff, but we're not talking about all that. 
you know, if you have extra clothing and something happens, at least, you know, you can have some clothing. It doesn't smell bad if you can't get to a source to wash. And, you know, at least you'll have that. And that may not be the best feeling clothing. It may not be the, you know, it may not fit exactly like you like it, but at least you have something. Now, when it comes to uh, canning, you know, I, I bought a canner. I still haven't used it. You know, I've been kind of lazy. But, you know, there's certain things that if you can can, it'll, it'll make your life a lot easier. But there's also things that you got to think about and be like, why would I waste my time doing that? You know, potatoes, they're so inexpensive, but you can can them and they'll last for a good while. Um, but to me, I'm just like, why would I waste my time, waste my effort when I could just go buy some more? Um, especially with like growing potatoes. You know, growing potatoes takes so much work. It takes so long for them to grow. You know, and then you don't really get a whole lot of them. But you know, it's just it's one of those things you gotta you gotta think: if, is it beneficial to you? To me, it's really not. It's not a food that I would just have to have. It's not a food that we eat every day, every week, or anything like that. Uh, but you know, it's it's something at least. So um, when I when I look at things like that, you know, I I just think like, why you know would I waste my time? doing things like that and you know most of the time the answer is no so we just kind of stick with what we have now another thing is generators right now if you look on facebook there's tons and tons of people they're talking about they need a generator they are or they bought generators and now they need to get rid of them and it's, it's all kind of stuff like that having a generator to me regardless of where you live if you have a generator, even if you don't use it, if you have one, you know, it's, it's a great thing. I've got one that I've never put gas in it. I've never put the oil in it. It's just, it's brand new, just sitting in the shed and I've, I've just never used it. It's a humongous generator to run an entire house, um, but we've never used it. We've never had to use it. And the thing of it is, it's good to have. It's good to have. It's just a safety thing. Just because you never know, especially if you're down south, you know, hurricanes hit, you might be out of power for a day, you might be out of power for a few hours, or it could be a week, it could be a lot longer, and different people need electricity for different reasons. Down south, it's, you know, essentially air conditioning, but, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, you know, I don't really use electricity that much, it's, you know, the air conditioner and the fan, but... You know, you don't think about the refrigerator. You don't think about different foods you have in there going bad. You don't think about different things like that. And then you also, you don't think about, you know, grocery stores and things like that. You know, they may, they may not have a backup system. So, or they may not be able to take credit card purchases. So with that, you know, you're going to have to carry a little cash with you. And for me, it's kind of hard because... I, I know that I've held money in the past, but I can't remember how long it's been since I've actually had money in my hand because I just use my credit cards. And it, Dave Ramsey will tell you, they've, they've done studies that show that you'll actually save more money if you pay cash for everything because it kind of tears at your heart. You know, you actually feel yourself losing money versus just swiping a card. You swipe a card, you have no 
no inclination of how much money is in your account. No, you don't know how much is coming out. You know, it's just, you just swipe it and you feel nothing. But when you physically give away your money, you can see like, hey, I'm not going to have that anymore. And you, you shop a little bit more cautiously. Um, but you're going to need to have some kind of money, you know, put away for the different things. You know, like I can say anything can happen. Um, but you know, Dave Ramsey recommends starting with like a thousand dollar emergency fund and then going from there. And I think a thousand dollars is a good amount of money. I mean, with a thousand dollars, you could essentially drive somewhere, stay there for a week, um, eating sensibly, you know, um, and then you could drive your family back and, you know, begin, you know, recouping everything. You know, I think a thousand dollars would be good enough to do that, but it doesn't mean stop there. You know, I wouldn't tell you to have $10,000, a $100,000 at home, but at least keep a little bit with you. Um, and then, you know, with the bug out backpacks, I've said before, you know, people keep them, but for the most part with like hurricanes and stuff, you know they're coming. It's not like they just pop up all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, we're in the middle of a hurricane. You know, tornadoes do that. And earthquakes and different things like that. But, you know, for stuff that you can prepare for, you can kind of, you don't really have to grab something and go. But if you're going to, you know, get a decent enough size backpack, one that's comfortable for you to wear, something you can grab and just throw in the car, and just put you a little bit of food in there. MREs are good to have. Um, I've seen some MREs that it seems like it has three days worth of food in there. It's, it's so much food. And then you have some MREs that, you know, they may only have a meal in it. So just, you know, look and see what you're doing. But I would say, you know, a couple MREs, you know, shoved into a backpack, if you were, you know, scarce with it, just barely ate, you know, the food, um, you could, you could at least get a couple of days out of an MRE, you know, if, if you were just giving yourself a thousand calories a day, 1200 calories, whatever, you can make it a couple of days with that. Uh, I would, I would recommend, you know, a few bottles of water, of course, some clothes. Uh, if you take any medicine, you know, make sure you grab your medicine, you have it handy, don't have it spread out all over the house. And, you know, you, you can grab your stuff and you could be outside in under a couple minutes. Um, and we carry, we keep cases of water in the garage too. So that'd be one thing that we'd stop by the garage, grab some cases of water, throw them in the back of the truck and we would take off, you know, and it's just, you got to have a plan is the main thing, you know, have, have an escape plan, have an emergency plan and start with stuff that really makes sense. Don't have your plan to where you're thinking about a zombie invasion or aliens or something like that, go to the most realistic things that happen in your area. You know, in the south, it's hurricanes. In the west coast, like California, it's earthquakes. You know, things like that. You know, up north, it'd be like snowstorms knocking out power, such as that. You might want to have some gas heaters and things you can break out. Uh, go ahead and plan out like what bedroom would be the best. You might even have some things cut out to block all the windows and, and such as that, just to give you a little bit more insulation to where you don't freeze to death because it can get to minus 40. And you know, that's, that's crazy cold. Uh, 
And then, you know, there's books that you can buy as well just to keep. Um, some first aid books, um, which I'd recommend reading before, you know, you actually need it. But, you know, get the books, um, get some, you know, survival tips, stuff like that. And, you know, just prepare yourself. Watch some YouTube videos on different things. I learned from a guy named Crazy Russian Hacker that you could actually buy tuna in oil and you could open it uh, without a can opener. Um, essentially, you just rub it on the concrete, you know, a good bit, and the seal breaks, and then you can open it. Um, and then the oil that's actually in the tuna can, um, you can actually put, like, some toilet paper or something on top of it to have it absorb the oil, and you can light it, and it will give you a heat source. Um, you can cook a few things on it. It's not going to be a raging fire. Um, but then you could also keep yourself warm if you need to with that. Um, it also, you know, cooks the tuna that's under there. Um, you just have to pick out the charred toilet paper, which in a bad situation, it's not really that big of a deal. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something I've learned from, you know, watching TV, you know, watching YouTube. Um, I've learned how to make water filtration systems, uh, which you always want to do. I've also learned that the life straw uh, might filter things, but it doesn't always take the taste away. Um, I've seen people filter various different things from apple juice to coffee to even urine. And sometimes it's not completely clear. And other times it's, you know, you can still taste it. You can still smell it. Like you still know what it is. Like it doesn't filter every last little thing out. But the thing of it is, is like, it'd be better for you to drink something that is filtered versus drinking it straight, such as pond water and things like that. Now, if I saw something that just looked disgusting, I don't know that I would really try to filter it out just because is it really going to filter? You know, you have to kind of make assumptions. If you find a stream that looks good, you know, filter that, but don't go up there and find some black water and be like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll just drink out of here, you know, you know, make rational decisions. Um, I think you can also buy some antibiotics, uh, you know, from Canada. I've, I've heard of people doing this. I've also heard of people, you know, getting very sick from doing stuff like this. They don't know exactly what they need, but me being a nurse, I can kind of tell, you know, what what symptoms people have, and I can kind of say, well, they they probably have this, and then you can check a book and see what antibiotic is going to work the best. And also, if you're giving somebody an antibiotic and they don't seem to be responding to it that well, you just change it um, if you're just out and about. Now, this isn't medical advice. I'm not telling you guys to go out and do it, but in a pinch, this is kind of, you know, the rationale that I know some people have. Um, and... You know, to me, back to the food, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Food is cheap. But when you start buying all this this crazy stuff, the stuff that they make especially for preppers, like, that's, that's when all the money comes out. And it's ridiculous that these places charge this. Because, you know, you're already paying a premium to have prepackaged stuff. 
But now you've got people who are prepackaging different things that it's the exact same thing as you would buy in the, in the store, but they're charging you, you know, out the ass. And then you're seeing these places that like don't have any stock of stuff. So they're charging you out the ass and they, they can't make enough of it. What I've said before is if you could buy a freeze drying machine, you know, you could freeze dry enough stuff that it could possibly replace your income. You know, it's freeze drying. The machine costs a good bit. I don't remember what it is right off. I want to say it's like a thousand dollars, maybe even a little more, maybe 2000. But, you know, when you think about like how much money you would save based on how much it costs for these cans of say Maxwell house or whatever, then, you know, over time, you know, if, if you build a huge selection of this stuff over time, you know, you would save money and you would still have, you know, a freezer. And if you had other people that you were actually able to go in with, maybe you guys share the thing, maybe you're charging them to use your, your uh, freeze dryer, you know, you can make money off of it or you could at least offset the cost of having it. Because um, it does take, I think it's about a day. It takes about a good day to freeze dry something, but um, I think you could make a few cans a day of just various things. Um, I'd have to check. I don't know exactly how much is in each can, but I would suspect you could make a couple cans just in the regular size one. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just... It's so much going on right now in the world, and I just, I keep seeing all these people that are trying to capitalize on everybody, and it just, it upsets me because there's people that don't know a lot of stuff. There's people that didn't grow up in the South, and they don't understand how to go and catch their own food and cook it, and, you know, my wife has never been fishing. She's never hunted. She doesn't know anything about that, so for her, it'd be a totally surreal experience having to live out, you know, in the woods, and whatnot and I'm not one that has just lived in the woods my entire life but I've been in the woods for a while and, you know I would be fine I could make do but you know I think it's people you know you should try you should start off by camping you know try to camp try to get used to this type of thing because just because you've got all these supplies and everything you know <laughs> you know shit is a fan you're gonna be in a bind if you don't know how to do anything for yourself if you're just too busy paying other people to do it, it's, it's going to be kind of rough, you know, uh, I've, all, I've always talked about trade as well, and I'm probably going to finish up here because my turn is coming, but, uh, you know, people that, that trade, uh, you know, when stuff first happens, things are, are pretty much one-to-one trades, you know, coffee is worth, you know, $3 or whatever, and rice is still going to be worth a couple dollars. But as you've seen in the past, you've seen uh, when things become scarce, people lose their minds. People, you know, they, they try to upsell everything. And, you know, when you still have a government or you still have stuff that, you know, is structured, they can step in. But when you don't have it, you know, you're in a bind. So I look at stuff as, you know, I buy things that I just want to trade, alcohols, coffees, cigarettes, things like that. You know, and you buy all this stuff and you keep it for trade. And 
once once in a while these things are going to be it's hard to say in what area but eventually these things are going to be worth more than what they they are and who knows you know i mean you might be able to trade some cigarettes for a car you don't know how it's going to be i think watching uh the show jericho kind of put me on to that because they had a salt mine and they were able to trade a bunch of salt for different stuff please drive straight and it was you know it's just it's crazy to think about that this stuff could happen but it's very it's very easy to happen and if you look at venezuela venezuela's economy collapsed and they actually there are people that play a game online they make gold they get gold in the game and then they turn around and sell it is how they make money and there's and it's so crazy that like people do this like they play the game hours and hours every single day just to make fake money and then they turn around and sell it to people who play the game like it's so crazy but that's how they've overcome the adversity and that's something that you know everybody will have to do you'll have to overcome the adversity and you'll have to you know go about doing this stuff you'll have to find new ways of making income making you know ends meet so to speak and it may be a crazy way you know at first but just gotta try out different things all right guys so i appreciate you listening so we're gonna sign off for now hopefully we'll make some more in the future